Welcome to Joyful Souls, the podcast. I'm Tracy Benson, your host. Join us each session for a deep dive of real talk and inspiring interviews with conscious, awakened souls who are realizing epic fulfillment by living on purpose, with intention, and in alignment. Come find out how they have created their life to be this epic, fulfilling experience. I'm a lifestyle coach, an entrepreneur, a speaker, personal development junkie, and most of all, your host for this epic journey where you can also learn how to take your life from ordinary to extraordinary. See you on the other side. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Joyful Souls, the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Benson. This week, I thought I'd tell you a story about myself, about how I used to live and the difference in the way I live now. And what I'm speaking about is I think I've told you in other episodes that I lived in a very rule-driven household. My father was in the military And my mother was one of those who liked to go along with whatever my father wanted. More to keep the peace, I think. My mom was really pretty easygoing and even keeled, where my dad was more intense and probably from his military background somewhat. And he just liked things to be a certain way. And he had certain expectations about how things should be done. And so in my house, we all tried to please my dad to stay under the radar. And it's not that my dad was a bad man. We just didn't want to deal with the consequences when it wasn't done his way or done correctly, in his opinion. So I remember as a small child, always thinking ahead when I would go to do things, what would the potential outcome be? And when I mean potential outcome, what negative outcome could I possibly have for doing this, especially if I kind of knew that it was something my dad wouldn't like. So I started creating rules around my life myself, besides what was imposed on me, thinking that that was kind of the way to be because my dad ran the house and so he must know. And he did, he knew what he knew, but he didn't know what he didn't know. And so for years, I was always trying to figure out why I was you know, I could just not have simple joy, that there was always something missing, that I hadn't done something quite right. You know, it had to be done this way or not at all. And I could never quite put my finger on why I was always seeking more, but never really obtaining it in this particular category. And what I mean by that is being like just joyful and happy with my life and truly happy with my life, all the facets of it, even the things that weren't great, even the things that I should have been extremely happy with, like my success in school, later on my success in business, you know, my kids, all of that. I just was never really happy about it because I always felt like there was something more that I needed to do, that there was something missing, that I hadn't completed it perfectly. And so therefore, how can it be great? And blah, 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 blah. And so at one point, I got very blessed. 
I had someone give me some time that was an advanced coach, a highly paid coach, that voluntarily gave me a couple hours of their time. I'd reached out to them because I was seeking answers for this conundrum to me that I couldn't figure out why I just wasn't happy. And I wanted to be, and I just wasn't. And honestly, I couldn't figure it out. Well, this person graciously gave me a couple hours of their time. And during that time, it was really quite simple to figure out why I wasn't happy. So the question this person asked me was, what does it take for you to be happy? And I gave an explanation. And then this person said, and what else? And I gave an explanation. And then she said, what else? And we went on about this for over an hour where I would say, you know, the things that I need to be generally happy in my life on a large scale. I'm not talking about happy moments. I had plenty of those, just like everyone does. It wasn't that. I wanted to feel generally happy with my existence, with what I've done, where I've been, where I'm going, all of that. And I knew it was attainable because I knew people that were like that. Well, this coach said to me, I wouldn't wish your blueprint in life on my worst enemy. And that was a wake-up call for me. And in the moment, I didn't exactly know what they meant until they explained. She went on to tell me that I had so many rules around everything and such a need for doing things a specific way so that it was perfect that there was no way I would ever be generally happy in my life because I'd made it too complicated, too hard. And every time I did something the least bit not perfect or not in line with my rules, I was immediately unhappy, which is counteractive to being happy, right? And it was such an aha moment for me because I never even thought about it that way. I never realized how hard I made it for myself with all my rules and my need to be perfect. So it was that day that I started unraveling those pieces of my life. And so what I first did and what I want you to do, if you struggle with this, if you have a lot of rules and you find yourself generally not happy, Not that you don't have moments of happiness and joy, like when your child smiles at you or you get a birthday present or whatever it is. I'm talking in general, like in general, you're always looking for something else to make it right so that you can be happy about it. When I started unraveling that most of these rules didn't even belong to me, they were things that I never would have dreamt up based on my personality or that I even enjoyed. But rules get passed down to us from our well-meaning parents, from their parents. Most of their rules didn't belong to them either, were ones that were passed down upon generations. Then we have social rules. We have rules at school. We have rules at work that don't belong to us that we have to follow. There's all sorts of rules out in the world. And so the first thing I did was I had to start sitting down 
and talking about my rules with myself, putting them on paper and going, does this rule even make sense to me? And most of them, quite frankly, didn't. So I had to learn how to purge those rules and it's work because your survival brain has adapted to all of these things to make your life work based on what you experienced and what you were told and how you thought things should be. And once I unraveled all the ones that didn't really belong to me, I looked at the rules that I actually created for myself. Now, did these serve me? Were they hindering me? Were they helpful? And in most cases, no, because they were extremely complicated. They were multi-layer. So in other words, I have to do this, but I have to do it in this way, in this time, in this space, and it has to look like this, and this has to be the outcome. (laughs) Well, that's just setting yourself up for failure. I mean, now I can laugh about it. In those days when I was living by them, it was pure torture some days to be me. And I knew I was doing it to myself. I'd done enough work to figure that out. So then I need to figure out which rules of the ones that I created actually served me. And there were some of those. There were some things that I made rules around that were good. They were good for me. So those I kept. And the only thing I did with some of those is I made them more simple. Because one of my top mentors who actually trained this coach I'm talking about, Tony Robbins says that complexity is the enemy of execution. When you have things that are too complex, too many rules, too many steps, you're never going to complete it the same way twice in a row probably. And so it just stops you from executing in your life because you don't want to go through all that. Who does? So make your rules simple. And for me, one of the things I really wanted was I call it daily joy. People call it happiness. That's why my podcast is called Joyful Souls, because I call it joy. So I made really simple rules so I could have lots of daily joy. If I got smiled at by someone, that was enough to be happy. If I smelled a flower or petted my dog or spent time with my kids or now my grandkids, or my significant other, my husband, my love, a good friend, just simply doing those things, I was allowed to have daily joy or happiness. And once you simplify the rules you have, you'll find that you're achieving those things that you want more often. What does that mean to be successful? Well, for me to be successful means that I had a great conversation with someone today and it was a win-win or maybe it was just a win on one side, but that's okay. That was success. I got two of the 10 tasks done that I needed to get done today, where if I had 10 previously and I didn't get all 10 done, maybe I got nine done. I could still beat myself up for days for the fact that I didn't get the 10th one done. How about you? Does this speak to you? Does this feel like some kind of conversation you've ever had with yourself? So you can set yourself up for joy, happiness, whatever you want to call it, and success by keeping your rules simple. Now, that doesn't mean you don't strive for excellence and outstanding, but you don't beat yourself up when you don't get it, and you make your rules simple enough because we 
build on previous success. If we make it too hard to be happy or successful, we're probably never going to feel either of those things very often. It should be simple because those things are building blocks to continue. Success has been built from failure. And also you might even go as far as to consider your failures something that brings you joy, something that is successful because you know now that that is not the way to get where you're going. We fail our way to success. We don't succeed our way to a success. But small successes do help us build into larger ones along the way. And so once you've written your list and figured out what belongs to you and what doesn't, and do a purging of sorts to get rid of those rules, now you're going to have to remind yourself. Because when we've been doing things on repetition for a long time, it's not going to come overnight. This was a practice. This becomes a practice. And now for me, I am so blessed and privileged and humbled and grateful to say that on very rare occasions do I get bogged up in rules. On very rare occasions do I have this overwhelming need for perfection. Because as you know, and I know, no matter how hard we seek that, perfection is truly an illusion. There is no perfection on the planet. Your face is asymmetrical. And even if you try to have plastic surgery to make it perfectly the same on either side, it will never truly be. Same thing with your hair. One side of your hair may curl different. You have cowlicks, you have imperfections, you have imperfections in your skin, in your teeth, in your eye color, in your eyelashes, in your eyebrows. We all do. There is not one thing on this planet that is perfect, but it's imperfectly perfect. In other words, your imperfections are your perfection. That's what makes you you, unique. Even when they look at twins, identical twins, they will often have some slightly different imperfections. Our imperfections make us perfect. And that eluded me for many years. And in fact, it eluded me that failure was my key to success, that I had to be willing and open to failing in order to gain momentum and succeed in all things. It's just like when you start walking as a child, you take a step or two and you fall. Thank God that we don't have that thing that holds us back later as our brain develops and our mind develops and we let these rules and other people's judgments and all that kind of stuff crowd our brain where otherwise none of us would walk. We'd all be just sitting around. We probably wouldn't crawl. You know, it would be a nightmare. So think back to the simpler times when you were a kid and you were learning how to do things before you let life frustrate you, before you decided you weren't good at something, so let's not do this, let's not practice, let's not continue, let's not try. And there is a saying that you only do or do not because when you try, you're doing, you just may not be 
doing it the way that you intended. But that's a learn. That's how we learn when we don't get the result we want, then we go back and we try it a different way. And so my whole young life, I was busy setting up more rules for myself, absorbing more rules for myself. And while I was actually highly successful, top in my class at school in a class of 666, honor student, straight A student, uh, top athlete in many varsity sports, I did recitations in Spanish, in poetry, competed in that. You know, there was all kinds of things I was good at and I was successful at, but I never really took time to honor myself for those things because I was always looking for more. How can I be better? How can I do more? And that's great. I'm still like that. I still want to be better and do better. But now I celebrate along the way for the things that I've accomplished and even my failures because I know those failures lead me in another direction where I can ultimately have success. And there are things I'm still working on to this day that I haven't had the kind of success that I'd like. The only difference now is I make more consistent headway on those things, those items, those areas, because I'm not spending time dwelling on the imperfections, on the steps I didn't take, the rules I broke, whatever it is, I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on my outcome. And how can I shift to achieve that outcome? And knowing not everything is in my timing. In fact, most things aren't. We have very little control of our external, right? I mean, we can turn down the temperature in our house and hopefully the air conditioner cooperates and doesn't break and get our house to a different temperature, We can choose what time we cook dinner. You know, we can choose what time we do things, how we do them. Although sometimes external stuff gets in the way. The stove might not work. The oven might not work. The refrigerator might go out. The dishwasher might break. But we do have control of our thoughts and what we focus on. And our choices. Always. Sometimes we feel like we don't. Sometimes we feel like something external is control and we go into the mode of victim. Well, if this hadn't happened, I wouldn't have done this and that wouldn't have happened. No, it's not the external. You made the choice to do whatever you did, regardless of what else was going on. And that's probably the biggest factor in letting go of these rules and perfection. Because when you're rule-driven and wanting to be perfect, it's an impossibility. Both of those things are impossible because there's too many outside things that are going to happen that you have no control over. And in fact, when we're extremely rule-driven and perfectionistic, we create even more of that for ourselves because it's not even the external that's doing it to us. It's our own brain, 
Our own survival brain is saying, oh my gosh, you didn't follow this rule. Oh my gosh, you did this and you didn't do it the right way. And that's saying it nicely. I can guarantee you I've said much worse things to me. And the way you talk to yourself is more important than the way you talk to anyone else in your life. And in fact, most of the time, we are much crueler to ourselves than we are to anyone else in our life. And that doesn't serve us. So our language and meaning around everything we do has to change. We have to become aware. And once we become aware, we can give up the rules that don't serve us. We can make our rules simple so that we're successful and that we're happy and all else will follow. And then when we accept that perfection is an illusion and there's not only one way to do things, there's many ways to do many tasks. And even if you try another way and it doesn't work, it's okay. It's something we can learn from and move through. Our words are important. Our rules need to be simple. And there is no perfection. I today can say without a doubt that I have let go of those things. And I'm so happy to say that this podcast would not be happening. I would never, when I was young, put out anything less than A-plus work. It waited until it was A-plus to go out in front of anyone. When I did my original podcast, I labeled that B-minus, C-plus. But I was perfectly okay with it because I'm human and nobody relates to someone who was perfect or gives the illusion of being perfect. I know I didn't, even though I put myself in that category. I didn't even relate to myself because I couldn't, because I could not obtain that perfection. It was unobtainable. And even though I knew it, I just kept beating my head against the wall trying to get it until I released it. And so you today, my friend, if you are rule-driven, seeking perfection, and even if you're just rule-driven and not seeking perfection, I have answers for you. I have strategies. I have tools. And I know they work because I've used them on myself. I've had numerous coaches and training in order to realign my life where I no longer suffer from a rule-driven perfectionist existence. And there are many ways to empty that part of your life that doesn't serve you. And what I mean by that is empty the rules, get rid of them, banish them, create new things. We all have the capability. It's just sometimes we don't know what we don't know. But if you're listening to this today and you see these things in you, listen again. Start writing stuff down. Journaling is a great way to figure out where our head is. Because I'd like nothing more than to see you release your illusion that you need to follow all these rules in order to be right with the world and be successful and be happy and whatever it is you think you needed to do it for to obtain. And that you need to be perfect and that you won't be accepted if you're not perfect. And I will guarantee you that you will. 
because I used to be that person who thought that people wouldn't accept me if I didn't do it right, if I wasn't perfect. I will tell you now in my joyous existence, (laughs) I have so many people accepting me that I didn't even know was possible. And not everybody's ever going to accept you anyway. There are people who are your tribe when you're living in alignment and on purpose and in authenticity. And that even means when you're still living your rule-driven perfectionist life, there are people that are your tribe and people that are not. And sometimes that shifts. My tribe is very different now. There are people that have always been in the tribe. And there are many people who exited my tribe when I shifted my existence. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it just is what it is. There is no good or bad in it. Life changes. We shift. Friends come. Friends go. And the right people are in your life during the right moments. And if you feel like you're attracting some people that don't belong in your life, I know I did for a while there. It's because you're becoming aware that you need to make shifts and that those people are not going to help grow you, facilitate you, support you, and you need to find those who will. So anyway, my peeps, I hope you have just the most beautiful, beautiful day. And if you have any questions, concerns, reach out to me. I'm always happy to serve. And until next time, have this most fabulous, outstanding day of your life today. Live every moment today as if it was your last. I love you guys. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Joyful Souls Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at tracybenson at joyfulsouls.com. Thanks ever so much for listening and have a beautiful day.